0: Welcome to Design Freaks. This is the podcast about record covers, graphic design, music history. Hello, uh, my name is Clarita. I'm your host, and I wanted to just put up a little mini. This is my first mini episode, and I I'm doing this to pay respects to the amazing Florian Schneider, who just passed away. He was one of the founding members of the German group Kraftwerk. Um, he died at age 73 of cancer. And this was a death that many people will feel for a very long time. So I wanted to share some words about him, but I also wanted to let you know that a full length Craftwork show is in the works. <laughs> w E R K. In that show, I'm going to be talking about the Craftwork graphic designer Emil Schultz, who designed the cover and all the packaging for Computer World. I also want to talk about the Man Machine album cover, of course, designer Carl. Clefish and photographer Gunther Frohling and kind of tell the backstories of those. So I want to do all that research. I'm also going to get into, I'm going to dig into the mystery of the Autobahn album cover. Who designed it? Now there's a theory that it was Barney Bubbles. He was employed by Vertigo Records at the time. However, Paul Gorman, who literally wrote the book on Barney Bubbles, and in a literary sense, uh, he says otherwise. So I guess we'll never know, but I still want to explore that. So for now, I'd like to just kind of read some tributes to Florian and talk a little bit about his life. So the news was confirmed that Schneider had died a week ago and had a private burial. There are so many tributes online. It was very touching to read through them. They're still coming in. Thomas Dolby said, another of my great heroes gone. I mean, what a huge figure also in the music, especially electronic music world. Tower Records tweeted out um, on their Instagram page, actually, said Florian passed away. He had an unprecedented impact on the medium. The German electronic band paved the way for contemporary electronic music um, they pioneered the first versions of today's EDM sound. There's a lot of tributes citing their influence on techno. Jean-Michel Jarret says, My dear Florian, your Autobahn will never end. Le Tour de France ne sera plus jamais la même. So the Tour de France will never be the same. And cool thing about Jean-Michel Jarret and Florian were that they were both early adopters of environmentalism before it was really a thing I mean but they weren't hippies so <laughs> but they both wrote songs about you know keeping the planet clean and saving the planet from plastic and things like that um, so another loving tribute from the Twitter account for Moog synthesizers they tweeted Florian Schneider will forever be an inspiration to the world of electronic music his artistry has been influential to creatives for the past 50 years. Today, we thank and honor him for helping to guide and shape our community through sound, imagination, and innovation. And then my smart ass writes, probably he was responsible for a good portion of the sales of MoogSense. Um, Kraftwerk did popularize synthesizers, after all. Um, so... Who was the man-machine, the robot, the showroom dummy? Born in 1947, Florian Schneider was the son of Paul Schneider Esbelin, uh, a noted architect who designed Cologne's airport. Wow, so that may have had an influence on him and his obsession with modes of transportation. Schneider first played music in various groups while studying in Düsseldorf, beginning in a band called Piss Off. Operating in the experimental open-minded rock scene dubbed Krautrock um, in the British press, he formed the group Organization, spelled with an S, with Ralph Hutter and then the, that same pair later forming Kraftwerk in 1970. Side note about Organization, they had one album. It's called Tone Float. Um, there are the full albums available on YouTube. I'll have a link to that in my show notes and such. Just an observation about the album cover— very strange, a little dark, a little spooky, matches the music. Um I would describe that record as experimental with sort of a dark fairy tale element to it and because of Florian's flute playing and because of the, you know, drums obviously, it had a real African feel, definitely was influenced by African music. So check that out, Tone Float from 1969. So, yeah, Schneider played the flute, he played violin, he played guitar, and all of those instruments he filtered through electronic processing. Now, these are the methods of processing if you want to look any of these up. There's some fascinating diagrams out there. Um, Tape echo, ring modulation, pitch-to-voltage converters, fuzz and wah-wah, and he also played flute as a bass instrument, bass parts, I guess. Particularly tape echo and the ring modulation, um, those you could really deep dive into in themselves. So it's kind of interesting. Um, There's some cool looking graphs and mathematical expressions and equations. Okay, so later, he created his own actual electronic flute. It was sort of a flute-like instrument. And after they released Autobahn in 1974, he sort of stopped using any acoustic instruments. So his interest in electronic music sort of took over. And he was quoted as saying, I found the flute was too limiting. He later said, soon, I bought a microphone, then loudspeakers, then an echo, then a synthesizer. Much later, I threw the flute away. It was sort of a process. I bet that was sad when he threw it away. Also, I'm not doing a German accent. I tempted. Not going to do that. But yeah, so he kind of gradually went full electronic. So after three albums with Hooter in the mid-70s, Kraftwerk released Autobahn and expanded to a quartet. Side note, the first two albums with Schneider and Hooter really interesting, really different than the later popier Kraftwerk that we all kind of, or that I came to know. So worth checking out. Uh, The Audubon album was composed primarily on synthesizers and its highly original sound and witty lyrics made it a hit, reaching the top five in the UK and US. Trans Europe Express was sampled in 1982 by Afrika Bambaataa and the Soul Sonic Force for one of the earliest hits, Planet Rock. In fact, all of their songs were sampled, a whole bunch, but um, that was probably the most famous example Um, While Computer World was hugely influential on the house and techno music that emerged from Chicago and Detroit, their work also brought them into the orbit of the Berlin dwelling Bowie and Iggy Pop, and it's widely known that Bowie's track, V2 Schneider, is thought to be a tribute to him. So, Schneider, who played synthesizer, vocoder, flute, sax, and more, left Kraftwerk in 2008, while he was with them, they released 10 studio albums, seven of which charted on Billboard 200, including Audubon. Yeah, they definitely had an obsession with commuting and transportation and technology. So the word "craftwork" means power plant. Their kind of aesthetic was rooted in Bauhaus and futurism. I kind of like to think of them as They called themselves man machines. They were magical, mechanical mannequin robots from the future. So that's kind of a fun way of thinking of them. They like to represent themselves as robotic and mechanical. But I just wanted to say that musically, they were such a big deal that if you imagine a tree, sort of a chart that shows how they influenced music, they would have just so many branches and it would still be growing not to mention a tree of design and aesthetics. If you think about people who are into Devo and people who are into craftwork, that Venn diagram is just one circle, pretty much. So the gift that keeps giving, I also wanna mention that prior to his death, Kraftwerk had announced that the band would be embarking on a summer tour of North America to celebrate the group's 50th anniversary, The celebratory shows were canceled due to the global coronavirus pandemic, of course, but I did get to see that show at the Paramount here in Seattle in 2014, and wow, I still have my 3D glasses somewhere, but it was just eye-popping. It was a full experience of just being in that world, watching a music video and wanting to be in that world, kind of like that dire straits video where you enter that 3d world or where homer simpson goes into that sort of different style of 3d animation it just really felt like that like i was inside a video game inside their videos it was so cool and i also have to say that like some of their music it became trance-like and almost uncomfortable um it went on i thought for too long which i think was intentional I think it was a statement on repetition, and having that experience of, hey, these are not just background graphics projected onto the wall. This is, you're really dealing with this stuff, and it was intense. So I almost wanted to leave. (laughs) I did not, but it was really intense. So anyway, that just barely scratches the surface of who Florian was. Um, I could go on and on I want to talk more about him his life and you know more about craftwork of course in the full craftwork episode yeah I mean I just want to say farewell Florian thank you for bringing us into the future with you (laughs) and that tree of influence I mentioned earlier that maps how you've changed the creative universe that we know is alive and well and those branches keep growing every day so Even though it's sad, we should all be grateful. A lot of the music we all love come directly from that. And I could rattle on all the influenced acts, Daft Punk, New Order, everything. But we all know how huge this was and what an important figure he was and still is to us. So thank you to all my showroom dummies out there. Follow me in all the places and online to keep up with you know news about the shows and check out ruinousmedia.com for info about all the shows on ruinous tomorrow we die tour stories and me thanks everyone and